Welcome to the Edutech Me podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Newsom, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedet, and Jonathan Schack. And yes, I am an AI introducing each episode. The latest episode of Edutech Me discusses how AI is being used to create images of characters from the Harry Potter series. It was found that the AI-generated images were very similar to the actors and actresses that played the roles coincidence or not. The episode goes on to discuss how the technology can be used to create other images of things, just be describing them, and explores how this type of AI could be used in various ways to help people, including with crime detection, Alzheimer's diagnosis, and generating art. Yes, welcome again to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. Hanging out with Suzette Bailey, Jonathan Shack, and myself, Ben Newsom. Carrie Benedict can't be here with us today, but we're going to chat anyway. And in her, well, she gets to miss out because we're going to talk Harry Potter. <laughs> we are, <laughs> uh, honestly. I mean, you may be a Harry Potter fan, perhaps you're not. But either way, imagine your favorite character in a novel, some form of book that you might actually want to sit down and curl around on a Sunday night. Imagine an AI making it come to life actually describing what it potentially that character might look like what is it wearing he she they color hair are they older are they crinkly what is it about this particular person what would they look like and i kind of wonder what would they look like compared to what the actors who might portray it and guess what so is that you've shared a really interesting article around this and i thought this is fantastic yeah so it actually looks like somebody has taken the time to use AI, um, with, there's a lot of new ones coming out of technologies to actually get, um, describe a character, uh, in this case, Harry Potter characters, to the AI and get it to construct an image. And what they found, um, interestingly enough, or was that a lot of the, the AI generated images were very similar to the actors uh, and actresses that played the roles. Yeah. I, I find that fascinating. Um... And, uh, you know, this is the casting agent, I would imagine, who's the most uh, aggressive consumer of this. Uh, Harry Potter is a little bit different because you have to choose from the pool of British actors and actresses. <laughs> well, absolutely. But, I mean, it got me thinking straight away about the education side of this. Like, you know, as a student, you think you're writing a thing, you're describing a scene well and maybe the characters well. But what if the AI literally showed you what you just described? Uh, maybe this could be a really handy tool to be able to improve the way that you do written language. Yeah. Well, it's not even just written language. Um, this is also how you actually express things. Uh, so some of the technology that this person has used to create these Harry Potter images using AI, um, you can describe a porcupine sitting on a blue ball um, rolling down the street and it will create that for you. And previously it looked a bit more like Salvatore Dali painting or, you know, where it sort of bled and, and or a Picasso painting. But these days, uh, to be really frank, it's very difficult to actually determine which ones have been created. And I think um, that, I mean, I saw some recently where, where the same technology was used to create a whole lot of Picasso style draw, um, paintings of robots painting in the drawing in the sorry the the artwork uh so yeah it's an interesting area and you can use this to then 
bring to life some of the what you're doing by and um, when you describe something your own writing you could get it to create an image to put with your your uh, your own writing interesting it actually makes me wonder about you know when you're trapped in traffic and like some people like um taking notes through their phone to look at later or whatever imagine like you're an artist and you're like you know, oh my gosh i've got to present a thing and i've got to get there on time and i haven't done the thing and then you start describing it while they're stuck in the car and suddenly they can have this this portrait created literally while you talking to <laughs> dictating to a phone i don't know i'm just sort of thinking like this this could be an interesting uh lots of different ways you could take this well, yeah, well, you could use that also. I'm sorry, John. Sorry, I was just thinking if AI could produce holographic representations um, of whatever you're thinking. So you've got a presentation, as you say, Ben, to make. You've got to have a, a thing to show. You haven't actually created the thing yet. You describe it to the AI and it produces a holographic of, of what you're doing. And that's I, entirely possible. Yep. Well, that's exactly where I was, I was going with is that you could actually have a presentation and be able to show your concept, which, you know, previously you had to wait for ages and ages to get conceptual drawings created or a prototype. And as you say, couple it with holograms, you could actually have a, a representation of it very quickly all done by and, and different variations. And almost you could almost workshop it in the actual route in the session. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be very exciting, actually. And how engaging that would be for, for the audience. You know, they're getting to contribute to what is being produced. Yeah. Um, that, that creates buy-in in, in, in buckets, which is fantastic. I think this might be really handy when you look at um, historical records as well. If you look at the oral histories, especially oral histories, actually. I was having a chat with someone who works with oral histories with in, in Indigenous uh, people. Having this information created could actually be really really handy to describe um all sorts of things that we might not have been able to picture before and the ai can do it for us yeah can i just bring it back to the harry potter thing sure. thinking about um you know i'm a great fan of lord of the rings and i've read the, the entire um um canon um <laughs> <laughs> uh, many times and you know i had pictures in my mind of what the key characters looked like but then the movies were done so well that those pictures now have populated my mind. But there are times when that is not the case, where you just think this picture is, is nothing to do, or this person playing this character is looks nothing like the picture in my mind. And I, I wonder, you know, the word reverse engineering keeps popping into my head, and I probably haven't got the right word there, but. Um, you know what? This actually reminds me of what happened with the movies of Sonic the Hedgehog recently. So they made this Sonic the Hedgehog animation series out and they're about to go to market effectively. And with their test audiences, they hated Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so much so it would cost them a massive amount of money to redraw this character, redo the character, get it all out there. Can you imagine what this would have done for a business end? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, having... um. I mean, what you're describing from the Lord of the Rings, and yes, it is a canon. I'd love, love to know if you can speak Elvish. But anyway, the, the, I'm just thinking about if you have gone to the effort to create the characters and the audience that you're trying to produce, you know, you know, produce the stuff to, if they revile, if they don't like it, that could be an actual hit to your genuinely your hip pocket. Indeed. Let alone the artistry. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing with two things that come to mind for me for this is, yeah, you could absolutely test all of that. Um, but the other areas I see this potentially also being really good for is helping children to, you know, with imaginary friends and things like that um, and being able to. But also the other one that comes to mind for me is um, uh, people who, you know, art, um, sketch artists who are you that take from people's memories what, um, you know, for witnesses and things. So you could actually have a forensic service where the person could describe it to the AI and get a whole range of different versions of the person's face. And the person could keep talking to the AI and get as, you know, as opposed to a sketch artist as it such. Would oh. Yeah. The final image would be an evolution of where the AI's first sort of attempt and because the person can't necessarily put into words what they've got in their mind, it would take a little time for it to come out. But that's a brilliant idea, Suzette. I mean, I just think that's, yeah, that could really help um, crime detection. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm also thinking from a, um, a care of um, people uh, succumbing to Alzheimer's as well it could be a diagnostic tool i mean i'm thinking of i wish i could remember who it was but someone was doing self-portraits of themselves over time and the, and it changed as they um couldn't recognize themselves which is really sad when you think about it yeah. but i mean wouldn't this be a different way to um diagnose things as they do recall of um things if they can't if they have got the artistic ability and trust me i have i have little to none but I can write and as you, I'm on a podcast, I can kind of talk. <laughs> so if, I, if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm putting that information out there and the descriptions aren't lurid anymore, they're no longer there. Um, that could also point to potential issues perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is what you we've what? discovered through all of these um, conversations that we've had on Edutech Me is that there is a, plethora has got a negative connotation but there's this uh, an absolute cascade of opportunities mm. that ai could assist mankind in and um you know we, we're only just scratching the surface and that's what makes it so exciting yeah we're only limited by our imagination i mean we started with harry potter in, um characters being generated by ai and got to forensic um and you know and helping people with alzheimer's so, I mean, this kind of technology can be implemented in so many different ways and so many um, with these sort of things. And, you know, it comes, you starts to wonder then what's what's worth doing, what's not worth doing, and how do we balance it in that side of it? And we've, we've discussed that a lot of the cases. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's I find this image, this being able to describe an image and being able to have the AI construct it even if it's it's not going to be perfect, particularly the first few times, but to even get it, you know, 60, 70, 80% there is such a great way of being able, as you say, Jonathan, before being able to have those, those ideas come out of our heads and have a visual representation of them so that we have something to be able to, oh, that's closer to what I was talking about, not, you know, sort of something else that is someone else's interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are listening in, I'd love to know, uh, how would you use this tool? I mean, we just come up with a bunch of them in a, in a bit over 10 minutes. How would you do it? So uh, look, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us, Suzette and Jonathan and myself, and uh, love to hear you again on the EduTechMe podcast. Have a fantastic evening, morning or night, wherever you are around the world. Thanks for listening to the EduTechMe podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.